And every one of you, you can sense the presence of God and the freedom in your spirit. You cannot worship God if you're bound up. If you're under pressure and controlled by evil spirits, evil thoughts, and all of that stuff, you have bitterness in your spirit, you can never serve God. But uh, you have to come before the Lord with singing, thanksgiving in your heart, and loving God, and loving the church, and loving your brothers, and submitting, submitting to the word of God. So you have to do that. And oh, I feel God. I told you this morning, about maybe four o'clock, I don't know exactly the time, but the Lord, I couldn't sleep before much, but you know, uh, uh, when I can't sleep, many times I just kneel down. The Lord was dealing with me, and the Lord says, I'm going to shake. Just like this, I'm telling what he said to me, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. And uh, uh, the Lord had been stirring my heart towards prophecy. But it's hard to preach a prophecy if the church is not in the right mood. You're wasting your time. You have to kind of dust up for a little bit. I'm trying to use a, a, a sweet word. Get the right spirit and the right mind. Remember the scripture said Jesus could do no mighty miracles there. Why not? Because the spirit was not right. When you've got the right spirit of God, you don't have to ask him twice for anything. He's going to do it. God's going to give it to you. The church, don't look around and say, well, we're small. God doesn't go by size. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in their midst. And when the Lord said to me, the Lord told me that, I am going to shake. And then I have the scriptures. Oh, you're going to, if he speaks to you, you must have the scriptures. Then I have the scriptures. I gave you some this morning. And maybe I'll give you some more tonight. But he said, I am going to shake Everything that can be shaken. And I showed you that if you will help me. That there, uh, there are four uh, main things. That God is shaking. The main. That keeps up the structure of the world. Or the earth. And what was it? Can you all help me? Religion. Commerce. Politics. And education. Those are the structure. There are four. Let's say it again. There are four pillars. Every one of us is under that. And that's the control of human government. Amen? Don't you have to have an education to get a job to get some money? Don't you have to go to school to get it? And doesn't religion affect you? You don't have to be a Christian. Somehow religion affects you. So all of those things affect us. It doesn't matter where you go, it affects you. What country you're from, the poorest part of the world, it that still affects you. Religion, let's say it again. Politics, the economy, and education. Always write that down and remember. So when you see on television, what do they talk about? Politics, religion. Okay? When, when the COVID started, did they try to close down all of the churches? Huh? That's religion. Huh? That's religion. And what Work against the church. Politics. See. And uh, 
uh, we've seen all these functions and you have to know where we are at this time because God said I will not do anything unless I reveal it to my servants the prophet or I will show what I'm doing he's always as a witness now prophecy and listen to me prophecy is not just what you get from your lips or from your brains it's got to be from the Bible it has to be from the Bible. I try to tell you that you gather into a little meeting. You have a little last meeting. Let's say prophesy. Somebody come over you. And, and I'm not mocking anybody. But I, I'm a teacher. Somebody come over you and lay their hands on you. You know, you know, you know. And say some little funny words. I said, that's prophecy. I said, oh, I see you. I see you going to Mexico. I'm not knocking that on a trip. Don't even listen to that. That's not prophecy. You get that? That's deception. And you move on that. And you pack up, you quit your job. I've seen people done it. And you quit your job and head overseeing the mission field, you're in trouble. Because you get over there and you're going to find out it's not. Okay? It's rough. Those of you that have been know it's rough. And that's why you need a church to say, put that stuff in the garbage. That doesn't worry. How many people have fallen? Because they didn't follow this book. The only hope. And the only guidance you have. Is this book. If it's not in this book. It's not right. Now. God is not giving any new prophecies. Because it's already here. I'm going to show you. Nothing new. When Jesus was on the cross. And he cried out. It is finished. It's all finished. The work for this side of creation right up to the uh, ascension of the church I don't like to use that word rapture the ascension or the, the new phase then when the kingdom the church come to an end and the kingdom kick in revelations 4 I touched it I touched it in still water where I had a better spirit to pull it out of me see the people there just pull it out of me in still water revelations 5 you were there and you saw what happened. Okay. The spirit of prophecy. You've got to have people that are hungry for God. Wow, amen. amen. So it's not just prophesying and tell you that I'm a teacher. I'm going to. No. You have to have that spirit. That hunger for God. He that hungereth and thirsted after righteousness shall be fit. You see how I feel more liberty right now? Mm. I feel a bit more liberty to go into the word of God. See. So. And you can feel that. Right. Amen. So anyway, let me let me let me go forward because I want to give you all a little something tonight. Now, the Lord has been leading us this little church right here. Yeah, this little church right here. God has been leading it towards prophecy. But every time you go forward, the enemy attack you. You have to wait. And prayed up yeah. and prayed up yeah. until it comes back. God has mercy in us and it comes back. And all of the. Um, we're going through this uh, 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 like it's a puzzle. Like, you know, uh, uh, one man is going to rise up and he's going to stand up there somewhere in a layer, any part on the mountain and prophesy and give you a new revelation. That's not true. That's not true. It's already in the book. He's got to get into it because of the age we're living in. He has to get into the book and find out the mind of the prophets. 
Because it's not discovering new things, brother head. But it's understanding the prophets. That's the age we're living in. So you need an interpreter. Alright. Here's a question. King Pharaoh had a dream. Am I right? He had the dream. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. But after the dream, what did they need? An interpreter. And here's God's dream. This is God's dream. So you need an interpreter to tell the people what God has dreamt. In other words, the mind of God. Just like how, was it Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar the answer to his dream? He had to get in the mind of Nebuchadnezzar by the leading of God. And he said, and Joseph, when the uh, seven... uh, Meager and fat. And then meager and fat again. And nobody could interpret it. And when Joseph was called in. He interpreted it. And there was to be seven years of famine. And the puzzle was solved. Now this book. Listen to me. This book is a puzzle. You by yourself will never understand it. You can quote some scriptures. Yes. But you'll never understand it. Because it's the mind of God revealed. Or you can get up and shout and say, oh, I understand it. But you don't know what God is doing. God asked you, how can they hear? Hear what? Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And we are coming down at the end of the age. And the early church, or the seven churches, the last church, the Laodicean church was not even smart enough to know that the spirit of Jezebel was in there. You remember? When the, the sword went out to sow, but an enemy came and sow tears among the wheat. You are wheat. But the danger is that an enemy will sow tears. And the enemy is Satan. He will sow tears among you wherein you don't even want to hear the word of God. You don't love God anymore. You shrug your shoulder. You turn him off. What's causing that? A spirit takes over your mind. And change your taste. One of the senses is tasting. Hmm. And you can taste whether it's good or not. Well, well, the same thing in the spirit. So you have to now begin to having your senses exercise. To develop. Exercise. Develop, to discern. Yes, the word discern. What? Between what is God and what is the devil. Uh, we went out today and ate. It was good. But it wasn't like my wife cooking. It was nowhere close to my wife's cooking. What do I know? The taste. And when she said, I want to go out to eat. I said, yes. Because she said, I'm tired of the kitchen. Yes. But honestly, I never get tired of my wife's cooking. Except Joy. Why are you laughing? You know, he's laughing like I said, bitter melon. Did I say that? Bitter melon. But, I mean, she's good. Now, God has prepared a meal. This. But it takes the men of God, ministers, that understand God to break it and cut it and give you meat in due season. And let me, let me go on, hurry up. 
Because when the Lord said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. Wow. What is that? Everything that can be shaken, he said. Now, what can be shaken? Everything. Everything that builds up in your life. The only thing that cannot be shaken is the kingdom of God. We touched it this morning, right? And the Bible said in Hebrews, Brother Rama, Hebrews 12, it says, and we receiving a kingdom. Find that for me, please. And we receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. All right. What, 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 one of the worst things that happened to you when you hear a bad news and you're just shaking. Mama died. What happened? Something happened. You, you're shaking. You can't do nothing. You're passing out. Somebody have to attend to you. You're shaking up. And the condition of the world, COVID and all of these things, we were shaken up. Almost everybody was shaken up worldwide. But here's what the Lord says. Everything that is shaken, what is going to do? Remove it. So if the government, we were talking about the four system of government, if, if those four systems and more is shaken, God is going to remove it. But when he removes it, he's going to replace it with a kingdom. Come on, help me. Which cannot be moved. So here's what Paul picked up in Hebrews. Therefore, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Hallelujah. Oh my God, you ought to jump on that. Jump into that. It cannot be moved. Even if you try. That's why you have a security. Because you're standing in the kingdom. You're part of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is in you. That cannot be shaken. So when they said, we cast you in the fire furnace, give you to the lion, it makes no difference because there's a kingdom inside of you that cannot be shaken. And so is it with a church. Once God is in the church, it cannot be shaken. Therefore, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be removed or be moved. And because of this, because of this, let us have grace. Whereby we may have, we may serve God with acceptable, with reverence and godly fear. Coming in there, fearing, reverence, respect God. When you come into the presence of God, you're humble. You got to watch your words, watch your spirit. Don't just utter hasty words before God because you're just flesh. God will destroy you. You come bowing humble at his feet. I said, oh God, please help me. I'm just a man. You tremble like that third captain. Oh man of God. Let my life be precious. See, that's what I'm saying. You know how to be reverent. Respect. And godly fear. Why, why, why? Because our God will burn you up, consume you. The church doesn't fight you. It's God that fights you. Oh, you say the church is my head. No, it's not. It's not. If I don't stand for God, then I become an enemy. Whose side are you on? The Lord's side. And I'm in the Bible. That's what the scripture says. And then now, let me now skip to give you some more, right? Let me skip over to Isaiah 
chapter two, uh, two. And brother, brother, go to go. Let me start. I want to go. To, it's a long, long, kind of long chapter, but I go through it fast because you got to get it because these are all prophecies, okay? And, and you have to know all it before the signs of the time. Verse uh, started verse uh, verse one. Okay, the word. Let's read the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning notice Judah and Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the capital of Judah. They went into captivity. Next verse. And it shall come to pass. Let's read. In the last days. When? Alright. What time are we living in right now? Okay. So here's a prophecy. That I don't have to go up and say. Like I'm a sheik, I'm a I see you. No. It's already told me. All we need is an interpreter. But it takes a prophetical ministry. To interpret what the prophet says. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain, when you see mountain, it's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be what? Established. That means it cannot be shaken in the top of the mountain. What mountain? The five, the four mountains that's destroyed. Babylon, Medo, Persia, and so on. Plus the four a system of government. God, in other words, God's going to take over and establish a new kingdom. Where? Right upon the mountains. Where Satan ruled, God's son is going to rule right there. Upon this rock I'll build my church. That's the church kingdom. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be Establish in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Do you see what's going to happen? Look around and say, well, I ain't going to go to church. My God, look. You mean that God missed that? Look at what's going to happen. All nations. I was looking at the Olympics without the flags going up there. And that's only for seven days, eight days, two weeks the most. It's over. And they got to wait another three years. But once the kingdom is established, all nations. And you're going to be running up there and say, Jesus, Jesus. Didn't I do this? I was so good. And God, Jesus said, get away from me. You, 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 you didn't even have to clean the church. You're proud. Get, get away from me. Hey, Jesus. Now, if now is the time to love him. Now is the time to build up credibility. Now it's time to build up favor. He said all nations shall flow. And oh my God. Don't you read with me. Help me. Read it loud. Help me. Please help me. And many nations shall go and say come ye. Not turn you away from the church. Any spirit that will turn you away from the house of God is a devil spirit. You got to hear the spirit come. And let us go up to the mountain of the house of the Lord. And the house to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. And we shall walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law. 
and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. That's where we're heading, Mount Zion. Well, let's go on quickly for time's sake. It's a beautiful chapter. Next verse says, And he shall judge read with me, among the nations and shall rebuke. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? Oh, when I get to king, the heaven or in the kingdom, they won't rebuke me. No, You're wrong. He's going to rule with a rod of iron. He will rebuke all nations. With what? A rod of iron, which is the word of God. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat, look, beat their swords into plowshares. All right. I know that's your farming equipment. But a lot of us has got a tongue sword. God's going to beat it back. Until you humble yourself. You'll never use your tongue to hurt nor destroy. In all my holy mountain. You know we quick draw on the tongue. Hasty fiery tongue. God knows how to cool it off. And beat their swords into plowshares. And their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. Keep going brother. Verse 5. Oh, house of Jacob. Look at that. Oh, now the house of Jacob is now the unity of Israel and Judah. They come back together. House of Jacob. Come ye. And let us walk in the light of the Lord. And that's where chapter 7 of Revelation comes. The first few verses, remember? Out of each tribe is sealed 12,000. And then after that, a great multitude. That no man can number. But that great multitude is not the multitude that the church produced. It's a multitude that rejected the church work in their life. So they had to go through the tribulation. But the others that accept the word of God, they're already around the throne of God. That's called the elect. You don't know what you're working for. God's not joking. You're not going to get in there unless you work right. God knows how to push you off into the great tribulation. Therefore thou hast, therefore thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they be replenished from the east and are soothsayers like the Philistines. And they please themselves in the children of strangers. They, they didn't want God. That's powerful right there. I could preach all night. Soothsayers. And they were replenished. Not from the word of God. But from the Philistines. The heathen. When you get your advice. Not from the word of God. But from human being. Telling you. And leading you. You're in trouble. No, I didn't write the book. I'm preaching from the book. You shouldn't get your advice from nowhere but the word of God. It's got to be based on the word of God. If you're going to be a man or a woman of God, otherwise you're deceived. You're false. You're wrong. And you'll die under the judgment of God. I didn't say that. I'm only interpreting prophecies. Their land also is full of silver and gold. Got a lot of money. But they're idols. Neither is there any end to their treasures. What a lot of money. You think that's all? We're living that age right now. The Laodicean. 
I'm wealthy. I got, and they think that money means anything. Oh, if I don't put my dollar bill in there, they won't have a church. You are wrong. You are deceived. God doesn't need your little funny dollars. You give it not to God, but you give it to get a blessing. That's what tithing is. Tithing is not God wants your money. It's God want to bless you. You ought to praise the Lord for that one. Well, I ain't going to tithe. Who do you think you're hurting? The kingdom of God is already established. God doesn't need money to establish the kingdom. You give it because you love God. And God loves that. A what? A cheerful giver. I remember this church one time. Couldn't wait to pay. You know, there's a time when I had people drop off the offering on Friday and say, Pastor, I can't wait for Sunday. I'm not telling you to do that. But I'm telling you all to be blessed. Unexpected source. I'm not telling you how. But my wife and I came home. We went and spent a lot of money. And we came home and from from unexpected source, we got back almost, exactly almost what we spent yesterday. My wife said, you want to hear some good news? I said, yeah. She said, I'm going to tell you. And she went to the mailbox. God. Oh, you, you can't beat God. I said, you can't beat God. God knows your need. Their land, am I, is that where you need? Yeah. Their land also, let me read, is also full of silver and gold. Neither is there any end of the treasure. Money, money, money. Their land is also full of horses. <laughs> Neither is there any end of their chariots, cars, boats, everything flowing. You, you see the hedge right there? Look at it. Look at the word of God right there. Then the next verse. Their land also is full of, but, but look what they have. With all that's going on, the riches, but the idols. He said, but I don't worship idols. What about the idols in our hearts? Now this lesson go for me, all of us. Their land also is full of idols. They worship the works of their own hands. That which their own fingers have made and molded out. I did it. I worked. Me, my eye. You forget God. Let's go on quickly. It's, it's beautiful. And the mean man bow it down. Mean man. Stingy. Mean, isn't it? And the great man humble it himself. Therefore, forgive them not. Now, the humbling themselves was not before God. was before idols. Or the work of your hand. Or yourself. You praise yourself. You love yourself. And you only listen to yourself. You'll never listen to a man of God. You'll never listen to the word of God. But you. It's always you. Because you're bigger than the word of God. God will humble you. God will humble me. What a word. What a word. I'm in Old Testament. And I have no notes but the Bible. Now you take it up with God. So why did you write that? Isaiah. Enter into the rocks. We have that in Revelation. They're going to enter into the rocks. We had that this morning. Enter into the rocks. And hide thee in the dust. Why? For fear of the Lord. 
and for the glory of his majesty when he comes to judge. If you're not right, you're going to run to the rocks and bury yourself in the dust. You won't have to wait for the undertaker. Enter into the rocks. What verse? The lofty look of man shall be humble. You know, proud, exalted, you're bigger than the church. You've got to humble yourself. You're bigger than God. You've got to humble yourself and God will lift you up. And the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down. And the Lord alone. Who? Who? The Lord alone shall be exalted. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. I don't care who you are. You are not going to be exalted. You might be exalted in the church. You might, you might come on to a little pastor who is afraid of you. And so he's scared. But not this one. Not this pastor. I'm not afraid of nobody. Absolutely not. Otherwise, I could not be a man of God and give you the word of God. I would be a false prophet. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. And if I have the spirit of fear, I'm not a man of God. And you'll never feel God. You'll never have a revival. Because the pastor is scared of the church. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone. I can't, I can't go to that church. It's too small for my statue, my status. And oh, look at me now. Hey, see, I need a bigger church where the organ go boom. Boom, boom. I can't go there. They look at their little instrument. But you're dead and you'll dry up like a donut left over. I mean a bagel. I had a bagel, my God. When it's out for two days. That's what I'm saying. Dried up. You don't get that juice. You're going to be dried up like my bagel. I still hate the bagel. I couldn't throw it away. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty. And upon everyone that is lifted up. And he shall be brought low. You know why I show? Because I read these scripture. I know it's for me. Yeah. You think I'm just standing up here the first time I read them? I know these scriptures. Yeah. It's for me. Yeah. Upon all the cedars of Lebanon. Now that's prophecy. Seed of Lebanon. Religion. All of that. They used the cedar to build a temple, didn't they? That are high and lifted up. And upon all the hoax of Bashan. Proud. The hoax tree. Tall and big and strong. My God, look at Goliath. Look at that woman. Look at that man. My God. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> and upon all the seed. Next verse. Please. And upon all the high mountains. And upon all the hills that are lifted up. And upon every high tower. And upon every fence wall. You see, if we get into scripture like this, we're going to humble ourselves, but we don't read them. We just operate because we don't believe we need a Bible. And that's why God's going to send judgment. You need a Bible. And God's going to take the church back to the Bible. 
and ministers are going to martyrdom will start again. Some of them, some will get killed. But there are going to be some, the more you kill them is the more their blood will be like the seeds in the soil. Like it was in the early church. Read it. You can't stop God. What about little Stephen? Hmm? Stephen got out there and he condemned the Pharisees. Huh? What about Stephen? He was more than maybe 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. And upon all the ships of Tarshish. That means your commerce. You see that? Your commerce. Tarshish. Tarshish is what? England? Upon all of that. England was in prophecy way back. Look at from the days of Isaiah. And upon all the pleasant pictures. You know. Beautiful. Seen pictures. Riches. Well. And the, lo- the loftiness. Oh no. God really knows us. Don't he? The loftiness of man shall be. Bow down. And the heartedness of men shall be made low. I got so much riches, I don't have to go to church. I don't need God. And the poor guy is dying of asthma. I don't want God. He thinks that there's something better than serving God. His money. I, I, I shouldn't do this, but I feel like telling you this a little bit, a joke. I don't do it often. But this man was so mean. I heard. I don't know if I have it right. And he told his wife, said, when I die, you need to give me some money so I'll have enough money over there. And the wife said, yes. So when he died, she wrote him a check. You'll get it tomorrow. And the audience of men shall be bought low. And the Lord alone. Shall be exalted. You ain't taking nothing with you. I don't care if they put all your money in there. It's not going to be spent. Nothing. Naked I came. Naked I leave. And the idol shall. Utterly be about. You know abolish me. Done away with. The idol. And, and not only about it, you think it's only wood and stuff, you can make idols of your children. You can make idols of yourself, of your husband, of your wife, of your family. I can't do without them. Well, if they would serve God, then I would serve God. Come on. Serve God. Yeah. Who's my mother? Yeah. Jesus. You think it's a joke? Well, I can't. Well, God's going to have somebody who's do it. Ruth. When the other girl wouldn't come, Ruth left her country for God. Look what happened to her. What about Esther? What about David? What about Daniel? You want to have examples? And they wouldn't bow. You put them in the fire and the lions then they wouldn't bow to idols. And they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. When he ariseth, there it is, to shake terrible the earth. Remember this morning, the lesson? I am going to shake it. And when he shake it, what's going to happen? They're going to run to the rocks, the holes, and the caves. But God's going to find them. And God's going to bury them. And then he'll bring them at the end of the thousand years to judgment. 
final judgment. You can't get away from God. You can't beat him, so let's join him. Amen. No, 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 notice this. And in that day, a man shall cast his idols of silver. And it dies of, that's his bank account. I don't want this. I just want God take it. The things you brag in and, and, and idolize, now you're throwing it away. In that day, that's the day of the Lord. Right there in Revelation that we touch and we're trying to get there to show you. Cast away his idols of silver. You understand? The devil don't want us to get there because the devil don't want little faith mission means to have this knowledge. He wants us to just talk about something else. But God wants to put a spirit of prophecy here. God wants to open up the word of God, but you can't do it when you got all kind of spirits. The pastor has got to push. Hey, what do you do if Johnny won't do his own work? Johnny? Yes, ma'am. I say go do your homework. Yes, ma'am. And he doesn't do it. Johnny, have you finished your homework? Not yet, ma'am. Johnny, I'm telling you for the last time. Go do your homework. Somebody knocking. Go do your homework. And and what happened? What happened? And then Johnny finally got the message. See that you're not joking. And going to do your, your homework. See, going to do the homework. In that day, a man shall cast his idols. Notice here. Pay, look at this good. Of silver. And his idols of gold. Which they made each one for himself. To worship. Not God. And we, we find that in Revelation 80. Commerce and all of this. Idol. Which they made to worship. Okay, each made to worship for himself to worship to the mold and to the bats. That being, you know what I mean? The molds, welcome there. And you throw it away to the bats. What's in the caves? What's in the caves? Bats. Bat cave. In that day, I want to show you. You have a beautiful house, house and nothing wrong with that. But you're running away from it, giving it away so you can go to a cave. going to happen. God is showing you. Was it 700 years or so before Jesus Christ came? This prophecy was. And Christ came and never said cancel. It is not true. It is true. Seize ye from men. Alright, hear this. Hold on. Everybody look at me now. Seize ye from men. Did I, did I say that or did the Bible? The Bible said stop putting your confidence and your trust in man. I don't care I don't care if he wears Levi's or blue jeans. Whatever that is. I don't care if his buckle is broad or narrow. I don't care if he has gold teeth. No teeth. Seize you from my. That means stop putting your trust and your confidence in. Reverend, so and so will take me through. 
They're my pastor. He's my pastor. I don't want that Jamaican to be my pastor. You little clown. You can't get better than this. <laughs> oh God. Hmm? If you want, if you want bragging me, but let me brag on myself, Paul said. Look what you're getting, the word of God. And I don't want no praise. Not until I'm finished. Are you with me? That was to light me up a little bit. Seize from man. From man. Whose breath is right here. And he's gone. Is in his nostril. For wherein is he to be accounted of? That's all? Come on, Isaiah, give me some more. I don't want to stop. Just I'm ready to get, brother. That's not. Come on, Isaiah, man. Keep writing. Don't you like it? What a wonderful prophecy. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. Right? Now, let me begin to wind it down. Let me begin to wind it down. And go to Daniel. Or let me go to Hosea chapter 4. Let me start at verse 1. Just a couple of verses there on the way. Over. You find that for me? Let me put it up there for me. Hosea. 4. Start at verse 1 and verse 2. Something like that. Are you, are you there? Amen. Okay, all right. This one, whatever, whatever I've been preaching to you. Hear he the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, you children of Merced. It's the same. Hear the word of the Lord. They weren't hearing. They weren't listening. No matter how much they preach or preach, they turn him off. They sit there and they smile, but they turn him off. They didn't want to hear. And they go right out and the little cell phone ring. Ring, ring, ring. And they eat the pastor for breakfast. You ever, have you ever had pastor breakfast? What are you having, pastor, for breakfast and lunch and dinner? You know why? Because he wants to set the church in order. He wants to do his job. Oh, he's terrible. But a pastor is not assessed by you. It's God. And you can call him names. And say, there's no good, there's God. And God knows he's smarter than all of you. If you don't believe it, and I'm not bragging, come up and debate me. You want to debate? And he knows in the Philippines, right? Remember? 300. And brother, we had a good time, didn't we? What did I tell him in still water? I said, the four of us debate any one of you. Think I was just joking. No, because there's a knowledge in this church. Well, I'm there to change. No, you're not here to teach me. Not, not change anything. I'm here before. And long before you're gone, after you, I'll still be here teaching this word. You don't understand. You just don't understand that men doesn't choose the men of God. And once God established a pastor or minister, you can't do nothing about it. Big bad Goliath, eh? Gonna knock David over. Oh God. David cut his head off, didn't he? Hear the word of the Lord. Let's read this. Eat children of Israel. For 
the Lord at a country of grocery in the inhabitants are with the inhabitants of the land. Alright, you know what that country John, you know what a country let you know what that means. Eh? Argument. God's upset with them. God said, Look, I've got a pick on you. I've got a bone to pick with you. You think you're the only one that have a bone? God said, I've got a bone to pick with you. Touch not my anointing. Neither do my prophets no harm. Do you lay your hands off. Let me read it again. Hear the word of the Lord. Ye children of Israel. For the Lord at a controversy. Is that that's it right? That's my Jamaican accent lady. You know that little Yemen accent type of thing? Controversy. I always have a problem with that word. With the inhabitants. The dwellers of the land. Because what? Because there is no truth. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you don't have the truth, God's upset with you. That's why I labor to put the truth here. You don't like it, maybe, but I can't help it. I want God not to be mad with you. And you don't even know that what I'm doing. You think I'm hurting you. Ah, when I tell you, you're in the wrong road, Jack. You don't know what I'm doing. When I say that road is wrong. Oh, let me try. I know more than you. You don't know more than me. You don't have the experience. You think that you just get it like that? Alright. When you went to university or wherever you went, did you just get it like that? God. So you're just going to get the word of God just like that? And tell the pastor just like that? Because there's nothing to it. Read it. This is harder than any university that you can go. Look, I'm, I'm explaining the word of God without notes. I don't make notes, hardly. Except I'm writing a book or something like that. Hear the word of the Lord. Let me go over it again. The children of Israel, for the Lord at a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Now tell me, how are you, you going to preach a message like that? Dearly beloved. God, that's not the way you do that. That's dead. God says, look, man, I'm mad with you. I'm going to beat you up. If you don't change, I'm going to knock you out. That's my talk. But that's what he's saying. And you want a preacher to get up here and just nice and quiet when God is mad. Have you ever seen a, have you ever seen a man or a woman mad at their kids and said, and, and Johnny's running on the road? Well, maybe not over you, but where I came from. And when my grandmother couldn't catch me, she grabbed a stone. And I couldn't out, I could not outrun the stone. She, she couldn't run fast, and I could, but the stone was faster. And one day, that stone hit me on my anchor. <laughs> I came back leaping, limping. Grandmother knocked me out. This is a beautiful church. God's here. And God wanted to do a great things here. But the devil said, no. You're not going to have a nice church. You're wrong. After 27 years, and we still survive. No, you're wrong. I have a new revelation. No, you don't. I have a revelation. I just give it to you. 
Somebody say amen. Would you rather have a man of God or a puppet? You want to make me a puppet or a man that stand up? You know, it's like a woman have a husband and he's a, yes man, yes there. And like, no, she said, like, God, I, I marry a man and not a woman. Hmm? I mean, a man, you gotta be sweet. But a man was never roses. Don't make a roses of them, you're a lily. Kathy, I'm not calling names. But I'm a man of God that will stand here and fight Goliath any day. I mean any day. Why am I doing it? To defend the church, this church. So when you come, you'll feel God. I'll chase the devil out of here. And I always preach of a message like it's the last one. For 27 years, and people stood here. There are faithful people been here for the long haul. Ask them. We've seen ups and down, but we've seen this church. I'm not calling names, but I could tell a few. There's still a few good saints that stood and never fought. And there are people here, you can never turn them against this church. You try. Try it, and you're going to have boomerang. Was that like tomorrow? I don't know, man. I got, I'm glad I have all you folks to tell me. You know, Brother Kevin, see, I got a very bright, that's why I asked them and I, so I stay and try. But I'm a pastor. That's what I am. Oh, I was so encouraged yesterday by another pastor to preach the word. Preach it. And talk about the level God has brought me. And I'm not bragging, but the pastor said, the level that God has brought you up in the world. Preach it. I'm not just standing here screaming. I'm laying a foundation that you love it. And you get all this, oh my God, it was good for me to be in church. I'm going to go back. That's my church. I'm trying to pull you back from making wrong decisions. Here, in closing. Hear the word of the Lord. Did I finish this? Okay, okay. I, I, I need to, let me go over it again, right? For the Lord at a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Here's what. Every one of us got us an argument and, a, and, and, and just something against us. Now what am I trying to do? To get you on the right side of God. And he said, war. But here's, here's the because Because there is no truth. No mercy nor knowledge of God in the land. No, that's bad. So what is my job in closing? My job is to give you truth, mercy, and knowledge. And when you, the truth is Christ, mercy is Christ, and knowledge is Christ. So I'm to restore Christ in all the fullness Right? Until you're filled with all the fullness of God. That's my job. You see, I know my job. Ain't nobody going to talk like I, I talk to you tonight. I know my job. I'm not just training. I already know my job. 
One more verse. Here's what's wrong. Swearing, lying, killing, and stealing, committing adultery, they break out and blood touch at blood. You know what that means? Before that blood is dried up or washed away, another blood touched it. And another blood touched it. They kill another person. You kill another preacher. Before you eat that one up, God gives and another one. And every preacher go down. They church eat the preachers up. Eat the preachers. And the preachers are afraid to preach. And blood. The word of God is good, but you have to interpret. You see, I just interpreted it. Blood touch it, blood. No time to cleanse it. Murders. Killing somebody's reputation. Right? Killing. Lying. Swearing. Lying. That means you're like, do you know what a lie is? You tell a story that's not exactly the truth. If it's even off a little bit, it's a lie. If it's not a hundred percent. And you got to have the witness. you got to have the person who is accused there. Not behind his back. you got to have him. Everybody knows that. The judge will say, where is the one you're accusing? Am I right? We live in a modern society. He said, she said. But yeah, but where, where, where is it he said? Where you can't convict nobody with a hearsay. Huh? Who do you think you're kidding? This is a knowledgeable world. But the devil will scare you. Look at stealing, swearing, lying, killing, committing adultery. They have break out. That means like like you ever you ever see a river just our uh, dam just broke out with all of that garbage, that stuff. Yeah, you know they've been holding it back and suddenly yeah. You see somebody, uh-huh, you know what? And they talk their morning sickness because they conceive a lie and they're pregnant with evil and they're pregnant with murder and suddenly they find somebody there I've got to be plain that's what you demonstrate the prophets similitudes you know what I'm talking about they got spiritual morning sickness and they find the right one to vomit it all down what do you think the church is? Not a toy. The church is not a toy. You need to be saved. And it's a rough thing. Jesus Christ died. The son of God shed his blood. You think you're going to have it smooth? You've got to chase the devil out. Alright. Okay. That's it. I think I said enough. I'm going to let my wife. She hasn't said anything all day. Said it and then after. Brother. The brother, brother. Uh, head and brother Andrew and you close it up. You all don't belong, okay? After. But my wife get up a little bit and then...